Hey, hi, hello, beautiful souls. You are listening to Embody Saluna, a podcast about healing through spirit and love. If you're new here, hey, hi, hello, welcome. Thank you for stopping in. And if you are returning, hello, old friend. It's good to have you back with us. So tonight I want to talk just in brief about um, a concept that has been around for a long time, but um, I think like many things, it's sort of um, surfacing a little bit more probably in light of, you know, social media and things of that nature. But we are in sort of the prime time for doing this work. I tend to do it in the winter, so this autumn time is priming for that. But what I want to talk just briefly about tonight is shadow work. And so if you've heard of this before, let me know. Share your experience with shadow work if you've done any shadow work. Um, and if it's new to you, then I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time really digging into it. I have something coming up in the winter um, that will be available through the website that will allow you to kind of learn a little more and do some work. And so I'm not going to come here and really kind of talk about that or lecture about that but in brief shadow work is a concept or was conceptualized rather by Carl Jung and there are a couple of things that I want to talk about related to it in part because I think that it is misunderstood and then in part because I want to tell you why I care why it matters to me so the short sort of basic easy definition of what shadow work is Shadow work is basically the work that you do towards befriending the shadow aspects of yourself so that they do not maintain control over you. Now, the part that is sometimes confused or misinterpreted is what that shadow is. Like, what does that mean when somebody talks about shadow self or shadow work? And oftentimes it gets presented or projected as these, um, as evil or like these really bad dark parts of ourselves. And Jung did describe, you know, light self and dark self, which, hello, that's what Embody Saluna is about. It is about meeting those two parts because we need both of them. We cannot be whole, complete, individualized, you know, self-actualized people if we don't embrace both the light and the dark. We all have light and dark. But the dark is not evil. The dark is not bad. We need to break away from this binary language, this idea that things are good or bad, virtuous or evil, right? Even light dark can be problematic. So I want to talk for a moment about what it actually means, what the shadow self actually is, and that part of yourself, what makes up your shadow are all of the repressed things that you've chosen to look away from likely because when you did engage in them, you were shamed for them. And so what you would learn as a child and over time is not to engage those parts of yourself because you're going to be shamed for them. You're going to be disliked for them. You're going to be told that that's not proper behavior. That's not becoming of you. That's not what, again, good girls or boys or whatever do. This dichotomy of good, bad, virtuous, evil lives very, very much in a purity, 
modesty, moralistic culture. And friends, let me tell you, we got to break that down. That's not what today's topic is, but that dichotomy, those binaries, they live in that space. And we got to get out of that. So the shadow self truly is merely the repressed part of you that you pushed down in an effort to be accepted in some way, shape, or form, because you were probably shamed when those shadow parts came out before. And when you look at it that way for what it really is, it makes it much easier to consider the possibility of doing shadow work, which also is not as terrible and catastrophic and difficult as people make it out to be. Shadow work can be heavy, certainly, because you're going to be facing these aspects that you have otherwise repressed, and so it can bring some shit up, right? But it doesn't have to be this impossible task. It can be something that is a beautiful, wonderful tool for learning about who you are, for meeting yourself with compassion and curiosity and cultivating a sense of self that is deep and true. Because once you meet with your shadow and you have conversation with those shadow parts and you're curious and you're compassionate and you're forgiving and you're gentle and kind and nurturing and loving and you are able to make agreements with those shadow pieces, guess what happens? Guess what beautiful, wonderful, magical thing happens? You get to show up as a fuller, healthier version of yourself. And I say healthy with a grain of salt. I'm not a fan of that language, but you get to show up as a self that you feel congruent in, where you don't feel a need to suppress, where you don't feel a need to hide, where you don't feel the shame because you're able to recognize that that shame was put onto you, but that it isn't shameful to think or be in most of the ways that we repress. So bring it up because like I said, I will be launching a workbook on the website because my favorite time to do shadow work is actually through the season of winter and December tends to be when I really focus on it. I don't know what it is about December for me, but that tends to be when I really sort of sit with my shadow the most. Now you can of course do shadow work anytime it's an ongoing process. If you're self-aware and self-reflective, you're going to be meeting your shadow all the time. You're essentially going to be the therapist to your shadow. So, you know, be prepared for regular visits. But to sort of embark on the journey for the first time and just any time that I want to sit down and kind of, for me, meeting with my shadow sort of on this annual basis and doing like really deep work is kind of a recalibration gives me an opportunity to reflect on, you know, what has happened for me recently? What direction do I see myself heading? And where can I use these parts of me to my service, right? To my greatest and highest good so that I can show up for others in that way as well. And so I have a workbook coming out in December. I'll talk more about it later and whatnot. But if you're interested in doing this work, I feel like winter is a great time to do it because that is the dark period. Well, the winter is the time to sit with our shadow. Everything else is slowing down. 
you are slowing down, energetically, I mean. And today I realize that many parts of our society do not slow down. But energetically, if we were living in accordance with energy, we would all be slowing down in the winter. That's the time for it. That's when that darkness creeps in and gives us the space. If you're afraid of meeting your shadow, meet them in the dark. Meet them in the dark. I say this metaphorically because if you think about it, if you meet something in the dark and you cannot see it, then all you're left with are the sense of sound. So you have to listen. You have to tune in a little deeper because you cannot see. Perhaps the sense of touch. That might even mean noticing what's happening in your body. Somatically, what's going on in these moments? How do I meet them with kindness? How do I learn to re-love them? It's a really lovely time to work on this because as you go through it in your slowed down state, you're ultimately preparing yourself for spring. And when you think figuratively, symbolically, metaphorically, what spring represents, rebirth, coming out of the cocoon, coming out of the dreary, dark winter, it's an opportunity for you to step out as the identity you've cultivated over doing the shadow work. So I have that coming. One other thing I want to just briefly touch on, um, again, I'm not getting deep into Jung's work, but Jung believed there was the individual shadow and then the collective shadow. And what I want to say about that ties very much into the last podcast I had about self-love and this notion of doing work, doing self-work, learning about yourself, feeling congruent with yourself, self-actualizing, which is a lifelong process. You're never going to get there, okay? Just FYI. Individuating, etc. I mentioned before that all of that work is actually a requirement for being able to be part of the collective and holding sort of this higher esteem for the collective, right? Pushing the collective to a different space, elevating the collective to a different space spiritual evolution and growth. Your spiritual evolution and growth is required to be able to do that in, with, and for the collective. You can't do it otherwise. And the same is true in this regard. You have to do the shadow work for yourself to be able to not fall into the shadow of the, co the collective consciousness and unconsciousness, right? Because if you can't distinguish what is true for you, what truths you hold, what makes you who you are, then you can't separate that from the beliefs of people who are projecting their shadow all over the place. So here's an example of that. If you don't do your own work, you aim to control other people through whatever everybody else is doing in society. So you become someone who believes we should ban books. So you become someone who is anti-abortion. So you become someone who thinks that critical race theory doesn't belong in schools. You fall into the collective who's projecting their shadow, which is ultimately about gaining, maintaining control over somebody else. And those most susceptible to being controlled are also those who are not meeting their shadow. So when you do that work, you place yourself automatically in a different space. 
where you're able to see things logically for what they are and then step in and do what needs to happen because you're not projecting all of that and it's not your desire to control and maintain, which is what we do when we repress our individual shadow. We're exerting control over those pieces, except that those pieces don't go away. They are there, they are part of you. So then they come out, they get projected onto other people. When you talk shit about somebody, all you're doing is recognizing the shadow part that lives within you that you have refused to acknowledge. That's it. You cannot recognize something about another person that does not live inside of you. You can't. It's impossible. You wouldn't have any way to recognize it if it didn't exist within you. And when we do that, when we pick up people apart, when we just fucking like talk just trash about people and their their character traits and their behaviors and whatever, friends, that's the stuff you have suppressed. That's stuff you have decided is shameful, that lives within you. So the shadow work is addressing that. What is that? Where does it come from? What's the narrative there? Why do I feel this way? How do I manage this so that my shadow doesn't get projected all over the place so that I don't have to live in this stressful, anxiety-ridden body so that we can come together, my shadow and my light, and form a full person who can do good, who can serve at the greatest and highest good for self, for collective who will be the peacemaker when the time is needed. Okay, I think I said what I came here to say. I meant to keep this really short and it's already approaching like 20 minutes, so I'm gonna cut this. I just wanted to take this moment to clarify what the shadow is and why we would do the work. I'm gonna talk, like I said, a little more about it um, before the workbook comes out and then that will be coming out in the winter season. In the meantime, if you've done some shadow work, I'd love to know your experience with it. If you're curious about it, ask any questions. And until next time, 143 Soul Family, good night.